Welcome to Bible Reading Today, and we're continuing our study in Romans and Assurance, and this is Lesson 12. Glad you've joined us. Now, in our previous study, we began to consider the question of the believer's relationship to God's law now that the believer has entered into new life in Christ. The Bible teaches us that all who put their faith in Jesus are now released from the law, that the law no longer has the power to condemn us if we fall into sin. And this teaching is disturbing to some because it seems to say that anyone who's a Christian is free to live in sin as much as he or she likes. And as we've seen, that simply isn't true. And anyone who's truly a Christian will instantly recognize the falsehood, if for no other reason than because of the work of conscience. When anyone does something wrong, our conscience does its work of bringing conviction. And while that's true in both saints and sinners, anyone who's truly saved can testify that conscience's convicting work is much more bothersome to anyone who's a believer than it is to the natural man. We still have that innate sense of right and wrong that God implanted in every heart. But as believers, we can testify that conscience is much more of a problem to us now than it ever was when we were unsaved. And of course, this causes some believers to wonder if they really are saved. Satan is quick to shoot that fiery dart into our minds whenever we fall into the slightest sin, isn't he? But in reality, there's no reason to fear. Things are working just the way they're supposed to. Though we're not under the law any longer, the Holy Spirit still does his convicting work through our consciences whenever we do something sinful. The reason that many believers listen to Satan's lie is that they still haven't realized that salvation is a work of God, not of man, and God's works are never undone. I will see in the future study how this works out, but for the moment, let's go back to the question of the believer's relationship to God's law which our text tells us no longer has the power to condemn anyone who believes. Now, someone may ask, how is it that a believer is released from the condemning power of the law? How does that occur? Well, we're given the answer through an illustration that's used in Romans 7, 1 through 6. The scripture says this, Or do you not know, brothers, for I'm speaking to those who know the law, that the law is binding on a person only as long as he lives. For a married woman is bound by law to her husband while he lives, but if her husband dies, she's released from the law of marriage. Accordingly, she'll be called an adulteress if she lives with another man while her husband is alive. But if her husband dies, she's free from that law, and if she marries another man, she's not an adulteress. Likewise, my brothers, you also have died to the law through the body of Christ, so that you may belong to another, to him who is raised from the dead, in order that we may bear fruit for God. For while we were living in the flesh, our sinful passions, aroused by the law, were at work in our members to bear fruit for death. But now we are released from the law, having died to that which held us captive so that we serve in the new way of the Spirit and not in the old way of the written code. Now let's just take one point out of this passage. The sole point to note here is that death ends any power of the law toward the one who has died. 
And we know this from common human experience, don't we? Now, here's a really stupid illustration. Suppose I'm driving my car down a steep road in a 55 mile per hour speed zone. And further suppose that just as I crest the top of the hill, I have a heart attack and die behind the wheel. Gravity exerts its tender persuasions on the car, and the car descends the hill at 75 miles an hour before finally coming to a stop harmlessly at the bottom. And so here's the question. Will the police officer who's been chasing my speeding car write me a ticket when he finally catches up? (laughs) I told you it was a stupid illustration. But even so, nobody can miss the point, right? He's not going to write me a ticket. Why not? I was behind the wheel of the car. No, he's not going to write me a ticket because death ends the law's power to condemn the trespasser. Now, when Jesus died, God included in his death all of those who put their faith in him. And this is something that only God could do. As far as God's concerned, he's not going to write you a ticket when you mess up. But that doesn't mean that he's not going to issue you a warning. As a Christian, your conscience will wear you out when you fall into sin. But at no point will you ever be put back under condemnation. Because in Christ, you died to the law, and the law has no more power to condemn you. That's the teaching. But that raises a question. If the law can't condemn us, what then is the use of the law? Why are we still given the law? Well, we'll explore that question next time. In the meantime, thanks for joining us. Have a blessed day.